Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour fist pump time on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you for turning it on, leaving it on. DFW Sports Station. RJ Choppy, getting the plyometrics. Bobby Belt with the slow-mo train conductor and Peyton Russell. Oh, I can't wait to see Pepe at dinner tonight. Knife yeah. in Plano with the Jared Sandler charity dinner. So um, what's considered bad form in terms of my alcohol cons- consumption tonight? What's considered bad? Well, nothing if you listen to G-Bag nowadays. <laughs> we can all just get ha- hammered and slammed on the air and just call it a bet payoff. I mean, I mean that's the bet payoff for March Madness. It's already settled. They're drinking mimosas. Uh, my wife will drive me off or I'll get an Uber, and we just we, we can do that. that. Those are all our future bet payoffs I'm here in. on the show. Whoever finishes in last place, you sit there and you get slammed. Oh, I drowned in Cheetos today. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the way we get Bobby in at 530 for once. I was going to say, you guys are going to, I mean, if that's the bet payoff, I'm going to start picking like Northwestern Oklahoma states (laughs) in my bracket. (laughs) I mean, bad form is based, I think, upon the Tolos that won the dinner. Oh, I have to drink to their level? Yeah. Like, are they buttoned up? Are they fun? Are they going to cut loose? Are they going to rage? Um, you know, uh, I've been a knife a couple of times. Well, no. well, it's not like uh, a, a stuffy, quiet steakhouse, so you should be able to go ahead and be. Have, have you ever been there? No. Pepe, have you ever been a knife? Never. Okay. Um, you, you, you don't have to be really quiet. Um, now you get really loud, and then of course the most important thing is driving. So be careful with your driving. Oh, I'm gonna Uber. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, so are you planning to turn up a little? Well, you don't have to work tomorrow. I mean, I got to drive early, though. What time? Uh, I'm probably going to leave like 5. Okay. Okay. Um, that's earlier than I, I leave for the show every morning. That's right. That's right. I mean. I think it kind of depends on the Tolos, um, you know, and and, and, and and their mannerisms throughout. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I can get down with that. Pepe, what's your strategy? 
Well, I already picked out the outfit. You guys sold me on the vest. So I'm going to go vest with the khaki pants and then my nice uh, Kohan sh uh, shoes. Vest. Okay. So I already have that picked out. But then drink-wise, I mean, I'll, I'll go. I'll see what the table vibes are. I'm not going to overdo it. with. The, I'm not going to pass anyone. But I'll be there at two drinks probably. Well, okay. But what are you going to drink? Whatever the table drinks. What do you drink at well, night? Well, Choppy night? always. You go wine, steakhouse? Back, you go with an old-fashioned. I'd go with just straight bourbon on the rocks or, or a ranchy. Depends on what I'm in the mood oh, for. Gosh. Ranch water. I can do ranch water. Oh, yeah. yeah. With tahini. There you mm -hmm. go. I don't okay. like the vest decision. I don't like that y'all talked him into the vest. Well, what are you going to wear, more importantly? I'm more Cowboys worried about what, uh, I'm more worried about what you're going to wear than I'll what you drink. I, look, I, I'll... Uh, Rafter Peak Construction hoodie. <laughs> I, I, shout out to Rafter Peak Construction, absolutely. <laughs> Great guys over there. Colt Heron, love those guys. Uh, no, no, he should wear that fan jacket. <laughs> Cedric right. and Cedric, oh, yeah. Cedric and the, yeah. the, the fan windbreaker. No, look, okay, I promise I will. You're appreciated, sweatshirt. I, I will dress up for this dinner just as well as I dress up for a wedding. I'll make that promise to you guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's going to show up looking like Earl K. Sneed in his little sweater vest. <laughs> Earl K. Sneed. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> then he tried to, to charge us to come on one yeah, time. He did. You know, uh, then he passed that Was that before he got charges? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That he passed along that to McMahon to go ahead and, and, and yeah, charge. Yeah, but at least Tim now, was, you, was kind enough to allow us to listen to his podcast. That's right. Now, didn't you? <laughs> he said, listen to my podcast and grab the audio from there. Now, didn't you wear shorts to that wedding in Houston? No, they were jeans. It was oh, they just, were jeans. Uh, it was jeans and uh, okay. just like a polo. But I was wearing like dirty chucks. So Okay. You were, you were wearing the chucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tonight, the, uh, the, the Tolo charity dinner from the Sandlot. At Knife and Plano, and last night they had their group dinner. Did you guys feel any FOMO? Now, for the people asking why are we in surprise, it became a little tasking for us to keep asking. Very nice people out there. Very nice people. Very nice. But it became kind of an issue year after year to have them open up the park for us at like 3 a.m. in the morning, 3.30. One year we got locked outside the gate. No one showed up. We started the show like on the cell phones, and then you know just just the access to it. Now you know surprise in Arizona, Heaven's Waiting Room, uh, along with Florida. Yeah, they're on their own time frame. They don't have they don't they're not they're, they're on their not own as clock. up as early as maybe we thought. So it, it kind of yeah. became a little bit of a hassle to do that. They're truly on God's clock. Yeah, so on God. So 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 that's why that's why we're not there. But did any of y'all have FOMO or notice anything from the fan team picture last night? Any observations? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I I, I, I enjoy spring training. Um, I like going. I I sure had FOMO. You did? I, yeah, I, I've never look. I've never really even. I've barely talked to Eric Nadell. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I've I've met him one time. Really, twenty five years been him one time. Yeah, that seems like someone you would you would probably click with. So in you think so. here's how they sat: Eric Nadell on the end. It looked like he had some fish and vegetables. Very, very healthy, boring order. Then there's wasted Brian Broadus, not able to sit up straight. Then there's Corey Majors. Looks like he got a medium rare steak. Then there's Bassick in the corner. Across from Bassick is Eric Chiafalo. Then Jared Sandler. Kevin Hagelin with some leftover tater tots. He left the tater tots alone. Uh, then there's Gavin Dawson with his weird mean mug. Took a shot at me last night, too. Did he? So, yeah, someone must have told him what I said in crosstalk. Um, because he tweeted, hey, if you're ever in this part of the country, go to this place with the smoked wings. 
Uh, it's nothing that my mine are still better than Orange Magic, but Sharif could never dream or imagine of creating something like this. So a little barbecue shot, and then you have Matt Hicks on the end across from Nadell. Looks like Hicks ordered some really bad looking ribs. Uh, it looked like he did not finish his meal whatsoever, and and and, and a fruit cup. He's trying to be. He got a fruit cup here, maybe a biscuit, mashed potatoes, and uh, and some ribs. I so it looked terrible. Yeah, mainly the it's the back left of the table that stands out to me here in this photo that I'm curious about. One, Mike Bassick extending all the way across the table to make sure he's got his hand just on Corey Major's arm for the photo. Oh, yeah. That's a very yeah. Bobby, yep. uncomfortable touch of Chiafalo like in Oxnard. Outreach. And yeah. the fact that he has to reach out like that tells me, why is there such a sizable gap? Team the, photo is, uh, by the way, on Twitch and YouTube. The table is unbalanced. Jared has no one across from him. You're There's right. just this large gap yeah. there between Corey Major's and Mike Bassick, and I, I don't know why Bassick was just so like, well, I'm not going to sit next to Corey. I'm going to go all the way against the wall. Yeah, strange. That is bro. a long reach. Yeah. It's like Mike Maddox out on the mound. <laughs> it is. He's trying to check his pulse. He's trying to sit there and check his pulse and comfort him. Um, so there's the team dinner last night with Nadell and Hicksie. RJ, where would you have liked to sit amongst this group? Right there with, with Nadell and Hicks, straight up talks baseball. Uh, Talk about the latest I mean, look, performance. That, 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 that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see, to do. Um, maybe talk some college hoops with Sandler. He's, okay. he's the only other one at the station that likes to watch college hoops with me. Hagelin, maybe? Does Hagelin watch college hoops? No, he watches Duke. That they, 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 they doesn't count. Oh, with their injured player. Oh, Kyle Filipowski, yes, who was in the starting lineup I mean, last night. He died, right? He did not die. He was in the starting lineup. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, they trampled him. Uh, he may have tore his ACL, but doggone it. He was in the starting lineup. I mean, they've got a better training staff than the Cowboys do, apparently, <laughs> over at Duke, according to the reports. All right, so the MVP, in my opinion, of surprise has been EC, and that would be Eric Chiafalo, who is wreaking havoc every day in the clubhouse of the World Series champs. Bobby does a great job going through the audio, and this is Brock Burke, who is not sure yesterday what to make of Eric's interviewing style. Brock, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Hang on, I'm stop doing great. See, Brock. that's how he disarms them. Brock, hey, what's up? Brock. What's up, man? Long yeah. time no see. I did the Mario, Lo- Mario Lopez one time. Whoa, that name dropped. I saw him in a casino in New Orleans. I was like, Mario! You didn't say Mario? Uh, I was like, RJ Choppy. Yeah, I, I was at ESPN at the time. I was like, ESPN. He goes, hey, man, wait, we had like a 10-minute conversation. He had no idea who I was. I'd never met him before. Oh. I just pulled that move on him. I wanted to see if it worked. Oh, really? Yeah, I had never met him. Like, bro, I haven't seen you forever. Oh. Brock, how are you, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. You wear a cup? No, no, no pitcher wears cups. No pitcher wears cups. Wait a second. Only <laughs> like Hang on, stop. This is what he opened this with? This is the beginning of the interview. Yeah. This is the beginning of the interview. Do you wear a cup? Mm-hmm. Just like that. Do you wear like a cup? That. Went right for it. Break the ice. Restart it from the very beginning, Pepe. Brock, how are you, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. You wear a cup? No. No, no pitcher wears cups. No pitcher wears cups. That'd be insane. Only like <laughs> eighth graders. So. Only an idiot would ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> What's the first thing that comes to your mind, Brock Burke, when you think about Sonic? Sonic? Drive through slushies, probably. Maybe the video of that guy falling at the Sonic drive through and just delivering the food. That's about it. Are you a uh, are you a sauce guy? I like ketchup. That's probably about it. Are you serious? Well dip everything in ketchup. Big ketchup guy. Have you ever had a crush on a cartoon character? I don't think so. I'm not a big anime guy. Another guy who's never seen the movie Aladdin. I'm telling you, dude. Get a I've little seen Jasmine. A, I've, seen, I've seen Aladdin. Jasmine? I mean, she's a cartoon. I'm not. 
under that. I hear you. That makes one of us. Adelis Garcia has actually been described as, uh, you know, they say they say muscle compromises 95% of his body and that the remaining 5% is made up of the soles of the pitchers he's gone dong on. Who came up with that? That's just the, that's just the legend, you know. It's just the mythology. Around. I can get behind that. How different are your showers in the clubhouse compared to like at home? Like the duration of them? Are you like trying to speed through these? Not really. No. It's like pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. And you're a loofah guy, right? I think I read about no, that. No, not a loofah guy. No loofahs for me. This guy sounds like he could be a regular member of G Bag. Yeah. He, he could be. He could. He could replace Walchuk. Walchuk. Stay at home, dad, and throw Brock Burke onto the show. These, Brock, these, these how are a, you, man? They have a vibe. Yeah, they do have a vibe. Now, I don't know what the showers are like in uh, Surprise or at the Globe. Are they the wall? Are they around the tree? Is it a tree? Is it a standing pole with four spouts around it? Do you have splash guards? It's a good question. You know, in high school, some of them had splash guards. Some did. Some was just a pole, and you were just you know flipping and flopping everywhere. I think. I think. I think. A, look, I think a loof is a must thing to have. Yeah. Now, in a situation like that, I don't know. It's a speed situ- thing at, at, at a sporting event or at a, at a, at a locker room. Aloof is a must. It's a must. Eric Eric came out of that and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like I I think like he was uh he thought it was a little awkward at times and he was just a little like, huh? Like, but he I think to me or a cup. The first question. I think what I think happened was I think he's actually leaning into the whole like thing. Like he's doing like a between two ferns type of thing, like Zach Galifianakis did. I think he's leaning into the awkwardness. I think he's actually really savvy. And is trying to make it uncomfortable with his own answers. Uh, the KMC Masterpiece had Dane Dunning on. This guy's the most forgotten, disrespected member of this championship team, in my opinion, for what he did early in the season, being the absolute glue to hold the staff together. He was an early X Factor, then Avaldi and, uh, Avaldi and Montgomery late. Well, KMC told Dane Dunning about Bobby Belt's confidence in shooting an 80 first time out on the golf course. Dane Dunning's response. Bobby, um, I would have to say that's probably not the smartest idea, um, <laughs> considering I've known plenty of people who are the most athletic people in the world that, you know, they, they can't even get off the tee box. Uh, golf is a very technical sport, very uh, course management type sport, it, and it's it's a lot harder than you think, and a lot of people who go out for the first time end up having that realize, realization real quick. Oh, he wrote the old realization. Yeah, look, for a I mean, Canadian. You know, uh, for for a guy who has to to wear spectacles to see the ball, I would imagine it's a di- it's a difficult uh, thing. <laughs> sport. So, Dane, I completely understand that. If you want some pointers, yeah, uh, I'm here for you. Some of us are just naturals at it, you know. Uh, that, that that's just the way it is. <laughs> I actually love Dane Dunning. That that was a total set. But I do want to take issue with what Hagee said. Set it up. Hagee said he's confident he could shoot in the 80s. No, I'm shooting 80 minimum. Like, like it's going lower than that, probably. Once I get some muscle memory. You mean 80 maximum? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 67, 66, once I, I get a few reps in. We pack up Bobby's bags <laughs> for Indianapolis. We send Bobby to Indy, and there is another Cowboy insider who is going to make the Dak haters happy. That's next on Sean and RJ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A second person from one of the Cowboys' favorite organizations has now talked about a Dak Prescott offseason extension not happening. This was around 10 o'clock last night. Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News, one of the two or three people I actually like, the only people I like over the Dallas Morning News who won't allow their people to come on our show. because I wonder why. <laughs> because they're, because, because they're, not, they're not like true journalists because they have deals behind the scenes with the, with the AM sports talk station in town, and they use that to manipulate who goes on other radio shows or not. They don't want their people to grow and get exposure. This is me saying it. This, this is my opinion. So when we want Calvin Watkins on from the Combine, they put the Knicks on it. Oh, the fans number one in the city right now? That's probably, that probably makes other people uncomfortable. Don't allow writers to go on their show. Michael Gelkin probably would not be allowed to come on today either because the Dallas Morning News is slanted and they're in bed. So that's the truth. Just like I told the truth months and months and months ago. I had to get in a fight with someone that uh, that I like. Uh, a Dak Press, you want to respond? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a Dak- Love you, Calvin. Love you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing towards them. No, we I want know, them on I know, the show. I know, I know, I know. We want them on the show. They're just not allowed to come on. That's, that's not them saying anything. Rule, rules are rules. As silly and petty as they are. A Dak Prescott offseason extension is not promised. Michael Gelkin wrote that last night. Cowboys did not plan for a season in which their entire coaching staff and franchise quarterback would be in a contract year, but that scenario is a possibility. And this is where I learned that Mike Zimmer only signed a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah this, I, I didn't know that either. Because we asked Michael Lombardi about this former GM, and he's like, well, in Dallas, everyone knows if – Jerry and Steven like you, you can survive the head coach getting blown out. You'll just stick around for the next regime, and they'll tell you, that's your coordinator. Mm. Yeah, and that, look, that's I like it. I like the idea of giving them the one-year deal. I, I don't want... Um, you like the idea of it? The coordinators. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want, like, if they're going to bring in a new coach, I think he should be able to, you know, I don't want necessarily to have, like, you know, people set here. Now, I get it, right? You know, if you've got a coordinator, like an offensive coordinator that's really like in tune with the quarterback and you don't think he's head coach material, you don't want to make a change. I get that. But, you know, I do think it's good like to have coaches, allow, you know, allow them to bring in their own people. Now, I don't think it yeah. should be just their decision. It should be an organizational decision. That's how you get Mike Nolan in here. No, right? I agree with who hires them. It's just feels like it's all teetering. It's all teetering. Oh, it's teetering. And I'd like to have more security 
if Mike Zimmer does the job that I think he's going to do and having him around for more than a year. I, look, I mean, that one-year deal. But it kind of looks weird to have Mike Zimmer mm-hmm. on a two-year deal, Mike McCarthy on a one-year deal. It does, but, I mean, the, the industry standard is two-year contracts for I wonder systems. if that was the holdup. Could be. I, I'm throwing that out there. Mike Zimmer, I wonder, like, did, I, I would imagine Zimmer wanted long. Who would want the one-year deal more, Zimmer or Jerry? Um, I, I mean, Jerry does not want to pay out contracts. He doesn't want to pay assistance to sit on the beach. Yeah. Um. So, so I maybe mean, Jerry that was Zimmer being like, uh, could be longer years. Could be, but I mean, mm-hmm. also, yeah. And maybe. Jerry's like, we're not going to give anyone longer years because if this does not work, everyone's out of here. Or it could be a, a situation where he says, "Fine, I'll sign a one-year deal," but you got to make this money right. And then they were squabbling over, uh, like how much money that one-year deal should be worth. But I, I mean. It is unusual to have coordinators on one-year deals. Any assistant coaches. Assistant coaches are supposed to be two years generally. Um, so that is a little bit of a break from the norm, the standard within the NFL. But, I mean, it says, it's like I told you last week where I talked to somebody who said, like, if this doesn't go, they're blowing it up in 10 months. Like, it's getting detonated. It's over for everybody if it doesn't go well. And so, that boy, the biggest testament to that would be if you don't, get Dak done with an extension. But I think if you don't get an extension done with Dak now, you're saying goodbye to him anyway, whether you want to keep him or not. You think if they don't get an extension done with him this offseason, he leaves? Yep. Wow. I mean, I can see it. Uh, You know, I can see both sides of it. I can see where Dak is like, screw you guys, I'm tired of this. And they're like, dude. Uh, you're you're not the answer. You have to prove it before we give you $60 million a year. I can see both sides of it. I would err on the side of caution if I was the Cowboys and give them the money and redo it. That's what I would do. There are three options to take. Option one is you sign him. Option two is you don't sign him and he leaves. And option three is you trade him. Now, oh, option, uh, but but the other option is you don't sign him, and he signs after the well, year because okay, so he wants four, to be here. Right. I mean, the the two ones that you, I cannot. think they're so arrogant. I think they're so arrogant, and they might be right. They're like, he's never going to want to step away from being the quarterback. He can take the insult right now during the negotiations. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to walk away from this when we put down the same amount of money or more than other people on the market. I mean, gonna, if they put down the same amount or more, then no, he's not. But if they put down less and he gets a better offer somewhere else, then he's going to take it, I would think. I mean, there's there's no reason not to. And if I, and if I were him, I would – unless I just didn't want to uproot my family. I don't know where his uh, girl's family lives and all that stuff. At this point, I'd be like, yeah, I want to leave. Yeah. I, I don't know how things are really playing out behind the scenes, but I'd be like, I don't care if you give me the same amount. I made up my decision. Yeah. I'm done with this crap. From what I know of the girl is that she was in Florida. His girlfriend, I don't know. baby mama, was in Florida. Um, but look, I mean, there's... Because the worst case scenario is, you know, you 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 don't sign him and then he leaves in the offseason because at the very least, if you... Or or you didn't want to sign. Let's say you, you, you don't sign him. He doesn't play to the level that you want. You decide to move on. I mean, that's the worst possible case scenario because you know then you get nothing for him when you leave, when you lose eh, him. At least you, trade you get him. a third rounder. You'd get a sure, comp pick. Cool. But right, I mean, like you replace you're, him with the third rounder. They how, spend a first on him. But I mean, if it gets to the point that we're talking about, why in the world would he play ball? He's got a no trade clause. He'd just say, "Nope, I'll I'll play this year. I'll hit the market. Like Derek I'll get Carr. my money. I'm not giving you guys anything." 
What do you make of Gokin saying this after David Moore basically did? Well, it sounds like they're potentially being a little more uh, frugal this offseason because Michael Gelkin also just uh, tweeted out a note 10 minutes ago. Here at the Combine, the Cowboys have fewer scheduled meetings with agents than in years past. There is no hint they're on the precipice of a high-priced free agency flurry that would resemble what most associate with the all-in buzzword from Jerry Jones. Wow. So... So, so didn't you tell us earlier they're not meeting with Micah they're not, or yeah. CD or Dax agent out there? And now is Michael saying they don't seem to have meetings set up with other players' agents either? Yep. That's what it looks like. So this is uh man, look, I mean, that would that would definitely speak to the idea of you guys are sinking or swimming. Like we're gonna you guys are all on one year like reviews and if it doesn't work out we're blowing it up so we're not investing in anything this offseason but all in like that doesn't even speak to yeah. choppy's theory of all in right that's signing our own yeah would not speak to that because nope. you're not getting any of it done you're not meeting with agents you're would michael know that though Do, would they would they tell other reporters we want to why would they tell reporters we want to meet with so-and-so's agent as a free agent um michael would know the agents, like he talks to enough agents that the agents will go, I don't have anything scheduled with Dallas. Dallas did not put us on the schedule. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. All right, so that is the latest coming from Indy, where Bobby Bell will be going tomorrow morning. You love this trip? Yeah, no, it's the, it is by far my favorite like work trip to take. And so, we gotta, we gotta make sure we get the whole show out there next year. Yeah. Oh, six thirty a.m. Yeah. start times. I mean, that's. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm only saving thirty minutes that way. But <laughs> I, I mean, for you guys, you, I, I would think you'd love it. That city is so walkable and everything's connected. Right. I mean, you're anywhere you're staying, you're a mile away from where you gotta be. Now you were blown away when you heard the travel accommodations. Oh, that he was driving. Yeah. 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 I was blown away by that. I mean, you could probably get a flight relatively inexpensive to Indy Mm-mm. versus a 12 hour drive. Like, 12 hour drive is a lot. 13, 14. I was first surprised it was 12 hours. The speed limit changes in the United States of America far different than I was traveling 55 to Knoxville in 1997. So, 12 and a half hour drive. I mean, 11 and a half because I'm driving. Oh. I mean, there were With times. With your horn. This is why you got your horn redone for yeah. Indy. Used it twice this morning, baby. <laughs> There's oh, no really? one on the road. No, there were people on the road. There were idiots on the road. A couple of them. Yeah, I mean, come on. You got to think about, like, how many various people can be on the road at a given time. And just think about a random draw of 100 people. How many of them are probably idiots? And and then they're out there on the road. It makes sense I drive to every day, too. I'm, I'm, I come I'm, into work and leave work like you do. Well, then what that says to me is you're probably the one who needs to be honked at. If you're not <laughs> doing the honking, Sean. That's what that tells me. So what else? What else do you do here? What's it like? Uh, I mean, it's great. So this year I'm not doing the actual, like, I'm not going, I didn't get credentialed to go to the actual combine stuff. This is more about Belichick. You just watch on TV. That's exactly (laughs) it from my suite eating popcorn. No, this is, uh, if I was there for the whole week, I would have gotten credentialed for it. But this is more about like catching up with people that I haven't seen in a while, going to get lunch, you know, going out, getting drinks at night. Just, it's a good chance to get face to face with a few people and catch up with them because everybody's centered there at the same time so if we went because all i think about is being in a steakhouse every night at 9 or 10 p.m mm-hmm. is that what we would be doing yes we're, we're in our 40s can we do like six or seven? Oh, yeah. that's fine for me i requested dinner tonight at six in plano yeah. you're, you're not gonna want to 
go home at nine though. Especially if it's oh, an yeah. east if it's East Coast time and you get to start at six thirty. And, and you know I'm starstruck too. And it's eleven o'clock, and it's Mike McDaniel's at the table behind you. <gasps> Will McClay's over here. <laughs> like you jump over here. There's Matt Lafleur. Oh. Like I mean, there. It's just it's NFL. But power random Joe Schmoes like us can just walk in. Yeah. And like, do we all stand in the bar area? Because I'm assuming we're yeah. not getting a table. Yeah. If you if you get a so if you get a spot at the bar like at the bar top, you can't move. Like because if you get up, like it squashes in so like example prime 47 is one of the really popular spots there it's a steakhouse normally 10 o'clock when they would normally close combine week they stay open and at 10 o'clock they remove all but like two tables from the floor and it just becomes open space for bar but i mean you you got to like walk moxies. through like you moxies of moxies, uh, yeah you, you've got to walk through all the a, Canadian waitresses. It's like five people deep at the bar. So, I mean, you got to push your way up there to get a drink. That doesn't sound too fun. I, don't, uh, I hate, I hate getting that type the, of bar Getting the setup. drink is not fun. It's not great. Um, but, I mean, you're... Are you standing up there amongst other people that you would know? Yes. Or is it all the, like, reporters over there, like a, like a bullpen? No, like, I mean, you could be standing there next to, uh, I mean, you could be standing next to D'Amico Ryan's ordering a drink. Oh! Mm. Wow, oh, that's pretty cool. so if I make a reservation, like trying to make a reservation for next year right now, could I get a table? Possibly. Okay. Because uh, I mean, like, I, or are they just like, no, this is Jerry's table this year. This is Sean Payton's table this year. Da- I There's- mean, it's David Cantor, Demarcus Lawrence's agent every year, makes sure to have a table set aside. So like he, he, well, re- I think he's a little more important. No, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying he, like he runs it for the whole week. So every night he's got a table there. Oh. A couple of years ago. God, what a dream. The, what a dream! A couple years ago, have your own table sitting there like Rayos. I mean, being an agent is a dream. I, I had a lot asked of people, right? I had oh, asked Cantor. I was like, "Hey, are you going to be at Prime 47? He's like, "I got a table there every night." He's like, "Come on by." He said, "I'm flying in like 20 of my bottles of wine, so we have them at the table." <laughs> what? Yeah, so he has his own wine that he brings into Prime 47, and he doesn't even go to the bar. He just sits there pouring wine for people. You can ask him if he gets tired, like his client Tank, of pouring the wine around. Yeah, he's burnt out. Uh, look how Bobby burnt, shuts down. Burnt out yeah. on that uh, very yeah, Look how I get Bobby to shut down. <laughs> That's a bad, you know what? <laughs> I could not. Uh, talk about. talk. About, I couldn't be friends with that talk guy. Talk about the Dallas Ward news. Talk about, you know, his agent buddy. He just shuts it He was down. a great interview on this very show. <laughs> I would love to have him on all yeah. the time. I couldn't be friends with a guy who drinks wine every day. That was a shot at Tank. Why not? I don't know. It just seems like a very pompous thing to do. Like, just have, oh, have oh so you drinking your three fingers of scotches and pompous? No, you, think, you think that's more every man you and your you and your cast iron uh, bourbons or whatever bourbon Sean. Can, uh, <laughs> yeah, bur- you see? All right, bourbon's American. All right, I drink bourbon. Can we can we be honest about the tank thing? By the way, has the dust settled now? Are people not angry about it enough that we can say the reality yeah. is he just was having to come up with some answer sitting there like he doesn't really believe that i don't think oh now you say that like today, no i said right it the, before you go meet with his agent no, i said you haven't said time. that for you haven't said that since the super bowl i haven't heard that we can't we can't well i mean I, we don't, can, don't do it we play the tape we play the tape you killed him for I it know. like we all did no no like it was a bad answer but i also said i think he's just talking like i think he's okay, trying well, to come up well, with some sort of an answer it was a bad answer it was a bad answer yeah, yeah. be smarter about it he, he he he's given a lot of very like pointed comments so, like, why is he throwing off guard? He's not a rookie. And he hasn't come out and clarified anything either. Maybe because it's got, easier than saying our coaches. And he the took, well, well, I well, tell, tell, out, man. Or the quarterback. Or tell it to Micah, too. Mike, Micah took <laughs> shots at him. So he's catching strays from his teammates. What do you have to say about that? 
Um, let's, I'm, sure, I'm sure Micah catches a few of his own, too. Let's talk about the, the fourth quarter he won't. debut. He just, he just doesn't catch his publicly. Yamamoto versus the Rangers. We'll bicker in the commercial break as we cross talk with KMC next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Found an outlet in Washington. Back to Donchich. Fade away. Oh, my goodness. Blow out the candles. Luke hits the extreme. Difficult shot, drawing the foul as well. The birthday boy with a 30-point triple-double. Mavs get the win on Bally over Toronto. It's a KMC crosstalk here on 105.3 The Fan with Kevin Hagelin, Mike Bassick, and Corey Majors. Kevin, you look like you want to say something. I do want to say something. Oh, dear. Is I want to know, Sean, there's been rumblings throughout the day. Is it or is it not true that you called Mike Bassick the Luca of 105.3 The Fan this morning. <laughs> it was 5.32 in the morning. So he called hey, a selfish player doesn't make anybody on, else around him better. Leave it on. <laughs> doesn't matter what state you're in, what country you're in, turn it on, leave it on. Is that factually accurate that you love Mike Bassick and you called him the Luca of the station? I didn't say I loved him. I did make a Luca comparison and screw oh. you. I'm not even going to say to what degree because I don't want to fill his head up. But it's it's a little insulting and it's a, it's a, it's more of a compliment. Did but, you say that he like he can be the biggest volume scorer here, but at the same time will bitch to the referees about everything? <laughs> oh, that's the best comparison. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said I said uh, first off, screw you, Sandler, because I knew that had to be your big mouth. He's the only one texting nope, me at that time. Nope, it wasn't. Hey, we look, told look, him, baby. We told I can promise you, Sean. I promise you, I did not get yeah. any of that information from Jared Sandler. Okay, here's what I said. And you guys, good. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited to be compared to Luca. I'm gonna reverse this and and make Kevin and Corey uncomfortable. What I said was, <laughs> the game last night. I was watching this guy, and I'm like, it w- was Magic Johnson like really better than this? What I'm seeing right now, what I've been watching this guy do, Magic Johnson really better than this guy in his prime. Like, the game is too easy for him. Like he was put on earth to play basketball. He's just he's he's a maestro. He's a master of the sport. And I said, it's too easy for him. And I, I, I Bassett came into my head and I said, Mike, like, you know, it doesn't seem like Mike prepares if you watch him here at the station ever. Oh, no. Like, it's, <laughs> uh-huh. he, he comes in uh-huh. here, he does yoga. He comes in here, he does segments <laughs> with us. He comes in here, he's downstairs taking a shower. He comes in here, he's on the phone with attorneys. And then, like, when the, <laughs> when the, when the light goes on... It's yeah, like, maybe. okay, is this too easy for him? Like, you're not going to listen to anyone else talk baseball more. Uh, he's right there with basketball. You can't tell that he has quit on the Cowboys for 10 or 15 years. He, he, he for the most part, knows the, <laughs> the storylines. And I'm like, is, this, is it too easy for Mike with sports talk with no prep? And, and, and that's what it seems like. But, I, you know, that was my Luka comparison. Hmm. There you go.
That's a compliment, right? That's, uh, that's it is so yeah, nice, is. Sean. You want his autograph, Sean? Yeah. No, I don't. How good I'd sound if I worked hard. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, basically what Sean yeah. said was naturally gifted, no work ethic. That's yeah. basically what he said. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, so, but I like I like Corey's comparison even better. You know what? Enough about this. I don't want to fill up his, 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 his big pale head. What's coming up on the show, Corey? Oh, uh, right out of the gate, guys, what do we do with Cody Bradford? He could be your fifth. He could be in the bullpen. Where do we put this guy? My buddy's an idiot at 1120, and Kirby Yates will uh, guarantee will join us today. Kirby Yates Guarantee will. it. Uh, and then we have some floaters out for some other players uh, that we're looking for. But, man, yesterday the Dane Dunning, Bruce Bochy back-to-back expressway was – it was glorious. Like, yeah. Dane Dunning is just so easy to listen to and to talk pitching with. And then Bo- Bochy comes and sits down and just, he's such a king, man. He's so awesome. And Dunning didn't call me Mr. Mike? He didn't call you Mr. Mike Mr. this Mike. time. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, are you wearing Dane Dunning glasses? Are those sh- different shaded color? Or No, they're they're the His black ones, the, the Oakley ones that oh. I have. They're my Jason kids. Your cheeks are Kid so red. The- I thought it was like a... A, a pinkish hue or something like just, that. All, all I'm getting is compliments today. Like yeah. I'm in the clubhouse oh, getting said, compliments. Oh, I'm on the air and I'm getting this compliments. It's just, Have you it's ever just ridden amazing. with Mike, by the way? Never. Oh my God. In Never a in a car. Okay. So Especially I, a thrifty I, I, car. I, I, by, by, oh, by the way, that you, Corey and Mike know how great a driver I am because I drove them an hour from LAX to Oxnard and hit some great U-turns and they saw it on display. You were actually, you drove us around the entire week, uh, and I felt very comfortable the entire time. In y'all's faces. But Mike, I will, um, I will put, I'm connected my phone to the navigation system here, and there is literally a map on the screen for Mike to follow. And every time it's time to turn, Mike's like, oh, I'm supposed to turn right here. And then he like just wheels over right at the last second. One of those I, turns I was really concerned. <laughs> I'd probably want to be in a car with Mike less than Bobby. I would see. That. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Mike, how many you, times do Mike, you? How many times do each of you use your horn per week? This is a Bobby Belt topic. Mike, how many times are you a road uh, a road rager? No, maybe. For, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> Mike is the reason. Just because you honk your horn does not mean you're a road rager. Yes. If somebody's sitting there with their thumb up their ass because yeah. they can see the green light, then they Woo. need to be honked okay. at. Yes, so the green light horn is a must. I totally to agree. It's not a. It's but not, it's not it, a, it's a horn. It's a. It's a light tune. Yeah. Pop up. That's it. Let's let's mark that. You can't have your. You can't put your hand on it. You got to tap tap. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the. Yeah. But okay, Kevin. How many times a week then? You sound angry. Uh, about, <laughs> he is angry. I think probably about twelve. What? Yes. Yeah. No way. Knuckleball is angry. Like that. Twelve in a week. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. Is that too low? Do you think that's, that's too high? high. I'm, I'm two a day. I'm ten to fifteen. Hagee, ten to fifteen yeah, a week. week. No, that's right. Hey, look. We work in fun. Dallas, you guys. Yeah. So what? And I get it. I get it. The second the light turns green, you don't have to, like, floor it because some idiot might run through a red light. But if you sit there and you can look up and you see that person not paying attention, you need to honk your horn. Are you saying 50% of the honks are at a, a, a light turn? Or I is it a merge? Break, it, break down your horn pie ratio. Man, <laughs> I that is an X. That might be the best question you've ever asked. I think that is a drop for you. <laughs> no, that's a compliment. Oh, that's an amazing It's a basic question. compliment. 
No, uh, it's yeah, I bet it's probably about half because that's where people are most likely to be staring at their phone, right? And it's the honk to, hey, we're still going on the road. Look up from your phone. Your TikTok can wait. Okay, cool. I, cool. Guess, I guess the people in Plano are better drivers because I don't honk that much at all. Yeah. I'm usually really just popping onto the highways. So yeah, I'm I think always people in, in Plano are just soft. They're oh, their whoa. Wow. And they're just driving around in their giant cars. Getting ready to get back <laughs> into their, into their yeah. house and probably lay around in their pool and then go like, hang out in the parlor. Hey, I hit get the it. gas, yeah. Mookie Blaylock. In, yeah. in Garland, <laughs> you live in a nice neighborhood, you're one block away from somebody getting murdered, all right? <laughs> I love Garland, but That's let's true. face it. I live there it, for a you while. Have to, you have to be prepared. <laughs> All right. I really want to know about the Yamamoto buzz and scene. As yesterday, I recorded it. I was all in on following what looked like uh, a performance that matched the hype. I'll tell you what was really interesting to me is I've never seen anybody with the delivery right. that he has from the windup. Nope. He steps directly back. Obviously, there's a lot of pitchers that do that. Not many anymore. They're kind of sidesteppers instead of backsteppers. He steps back. Then he kind of sets himself. And then he just slide steps forward at about yesterday. He was 94 to 96 miles an hour here on the gun on the screen. Uh, and I just have never seen anybody not lift their leg, like lift their knee up yeah. in a wind up or a no runner on base situation. Yet he's delivering the ball. In the mid-90s, he had a very good breaking ball. He had a really great split finger yesterday. Uh, I think he's going to be an all-star pitcher uh, in the National League. But I was I want to know why that delivery, like, there, there has to be something there. Like, there has to be, mechanically, they said, if you do this, this would be the most efficient, the best way to throw the ball this hard at this location and stuff like that. So it's just... I've never seen anybody pitch like that. It's crazy. Emotion. It's crazy. Like, somebody I, just texted in and said the splitter is going to be a problem for the league this year, isn't it? And I think Jared was telling us last night the splitter is being used like 80% of the time now. Like it's being used across the entire league now, and there's a big article on it. So I don't know if his splitter specifically is going to be that difficult, but so, the splitter pitch itself is back. Well, and it's been back for a while. It's just getting used a little bit more. The issue is, is – when you have pretty much all hard throwers, there are some guys, obviously, we talked to Dane Dunning yesterday, Cody Bradford threw. He was 88 to 91. I mean, there are still guys in the major leagues that aren't flamethrowers, but when you throw the ball hard, they do not like throwing changeups. Most hard throwers hate changeups. It just, they don't feel like they can get the, the decrease in velocity by just gripping it, usually with your middle finger and your ring finger. Mm. So, they go to more of a split finger where they're like, throw the living crap out of it and just let it dive at the end. Um, so I do need to read that article, but I do know playing with, you know, the hard throwing guys, they do not like throwing changeups. They just don't have confidence in it because they feel like you're just speeding up the bat. Who's the, the best changeup from a velocity guy that you've seen, Mike? In my lifetime? Uh, just currently pitching. Oh, crap. Um, I mean, obviously, guys that come to mind are Johan Santana. He's not pitching today. Uh, I mean, I remember this. He's pretty much done now. Zach Grinke had a great changeup. Yeah. You know, he had, a, he had a good breaking ball, too. Uh, but, you know, I think of Evaldi has a great split. Like, that's what he goes to for his strike three pitch. I'm trying to think of guys that are strikeout changeup guys. And, 
uh, for some reason, and maybe I just need to study the league better. Yeah. I'm thinking of older guys. I'm thinking of Trevor Hoffman out of the bullpen. I'm thinking of Johan Santana. Pedro. Uh, even like Spencer Strider. Pedro uses a good a slider 34% of the time over yeah. his changeup. And you'd have to go down. I don't think they list split there. You have to go down and see and make sure that it is a changeup that he's using. Like, for me, I don't know Strider's mix, except he throws the crap out of the ball. Yeah. I'm just fascinated yeah, to see like how many seen. times through the league it's going to take hitters to get used to that delivery because that, that, that has to speed your bat up. It has to. has to. Yeah. That's a question. Obviously, only six guys faced him yesterday, but the timing on it, because he changes the rhythm of his slide step windup. Sometimes it's quicker. Sometimes it's a little bit slower. And maybe guys would tell me it's not that not being a hitter. I would think it'd be difficult. I think as a pitcher, I'm like, oh, I'm doing something smart. I'm changing. I'm changing the rhythm of my motion to make to mess up their timing before I even pitch the ball. Maybe hitters are like, we don't really care until he releases the ball, but I don't know the answer to that. But was, he said he throws like a javelin thrower, and doesn't he actually throw a javelin he, around? He's, he practices javelin throwing. That's wild. Was uh, Broadus still drunk at dinner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But he wasn't. He wasn't whip your ass drunk. Go home, Dodgers. He wasn't me drunk. Go home, Dodgers. He was, you know, he was carrying on great conversations with Nadell and Hixie last night. He, he was, was seated perfectly. He was at exactly that where he needed that. to be at the dinner table. Uh, Can I say that kind laugh. of slurly? Real quick, Ryan, throw up the team dinner photo. Mike, can you explain your arm placement with Corey here? How? How far away were you seated? Because that that was a that's a weird arm placement to be like I'm connected here with my yeah. co-host. What, what what was going Broadus on there? Was Broadus was l- almost laying on me in this picture yeah. at that point. <laughs> yeah. and so I was kind of holding him up just a little bit, and out of nowhere, I just feel Mike's hand on my shoulder. And Mike, what did you whisper in my ear whenever you did that? Just so they know we're together. That's what Mike wanted. Oh, nice. <laughs> well done. I think we're I, I think we're done here. <laughs> KMC Masterpiece from Surprise, next on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.